President Donald Trump has called on his supporters to watch the polls to, in his view, prevent voter fraud. Despite being a conservative boogeyman, voter fraud is exceedingly rare. But when it comes to observing an election, that is actually part of the process. Here's the truth about poll watching. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. John Wilkins, you cover a number of things at the San Diego Union-Tribune, and over the weekend, you explained how poll observing or poll watching works. But first, let's explain how we got here. What are some of the calls that we're hearing from the president and others about having people observe the polls? Well, so his his campaign is trying to recruit what it calls the Army of Trump, and they're hoping to have 50,000 poll watchers nationwide in place as this election unfolds. And the president himself echoed that call at the presidential debate with Joe Biden when he urged his supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully. So mm-hmm. that's sort of it's sort of created a sort of ominous air around what is usually a very routine and um, non-controversial part of the election process. Yeah. And can you explain how poll watching or poll observing, as it's known in California, works? Like, how would it have been, you know, in a regular election, not in a pandemic? Well, so, so the people who usually do poll watching or, or, as you said, observing here in California, we call them observers in this state, they're usually campaign insiders. They're uh, political party representatives. Um, you might, if you remember voting in polling places, remember that quaint thing we all used to have in our neighborhoods. Um, they used to show up fairly regularly during the day to check the publicly available roster of voters to see who had voted and who had not yet voted. And then they might reach out to the people who they expect to be voting for their side or, and ask them to come to the polls and vote. And then they also have observers in the Registrar of Voters Office in Kearney Mesa to kind of watch how the ballots are handled just to make sure that everything seems to be going as it's supposed to. And what are they exactly allowed to do? Because I imagine they're not just allowed to do whatever they want, right? No, that's that's very true. Um, they're, they're fairly much restricted to watching. I mean, if they go into a polling place um, and, and the poll workers are not busy, they're not helping in voters, they could ask poll, uh, poll workers some general questions about the process. They're not allowed to talk directly to a voter. They're not allowed to challenge a voter's eligibility. Um, they're allowed to take notes. They're not allowed to take photos or video inside a polling place while there are voters present. Um, you know, the general rule, I think most people are familiar with, there's no electioneering within 100 feet of a polling place. So they can't walk in wearing a, a T-shirt for Biden or a T-shirt for Trump. They can't ch- chant four more years or throw them out, anything like that. It would be perceived as favoring a, political, a particular candidate or an issue uh, within 100 feet of a polling place. Mm-hmm. And if this so-called Trump army does show up and, you know, doesn't follow the rules, like, what would happen? Does, like, a poll worker, you know, at a polling place, would they have to call the police? Like, what does one do? Well, there's a whole mechanism for the poll workers. There's a special hotline they have for observer-related issues where they would call that. It might warrant a supervisor coming in. If it gets to the point where the election workers feel like they need to... Um, calling the police, they would certainly do that. Um, I think their general feeling is that most people just need to be educated about what the rules are, and so they try to point those out. They might, for example, if someone comes in wearing a pro-candidate t-shirt, they might actually point them to a bathroom and ask them to go in there and turn their t-shirt inside out. So there's various, various steps they would go through uh, to do that. 
but um, anybody who feels a voter who feels like they're being intimidated or anybody who's working at the polls who feels like an observer is crossing the boundary. There's phone numbers uh, posted at the at the various polling sites and on the and the registration website for them to call. And it's worth noting that the way that California is taking steps during the pandemic, you know, everyone is mailed the ballot. Many Californians have already voted. So here, the threat of voter intimidation isn't as high as, let's say, in Harris County, Texas, in which, you know, there are fewer places to vote. And therefore, if you wanted to scare people, it would be a lot easier than scaring people, you know, in North Park or something. Right. And, you know, I, I guess if you were if you were to uh, set up a voting process that was a registrar's dream, it would be everybody gets their mail ballot at home. They fill it out. They put it in the correct envelope. You have to return it in the, you know, you have to put it in the return envelope that comes with it because it has a code specific to each voter. That's how they guard against fraud and double voting. But again, if, if everybody did it that way, put it in the mail right away, you know, there'd be no, no issues. But for a lot of reasons, people are not completely comfortable with doing the, putting it in the mail part. You know, we've had a lot of uh, controversy about whether the post office is equipped this election to handle all the ballots. So a number of people are going to be wanting to go to the official mail drop-off spots. There are about 125 of them in the county. They opened on uh, October 6th. They'll be open pretty much through election day. Um, you know, hours, hours vary depending on the place. It's it's your local library. It's your local recreation center. Again, you can go to sdvote.com, which is the registrar's website, or you can click on the link in our story on Sunday. It would show you where all those different places are. And obviously, that's a public process. So in theory, observers could be there and somehow interfere with the people who are coming to bring their mail ballots to those places. There's been no, no reports of that going on here. I drove around to about a half dozen of them last week and didn't spot any kind of um, observers you know, doing any electioneering or anything that would suggest there was going to be any kind of interference uh, with that process. And then again, um, even though it's an all-mail ballot in the sense we're all getting our ballots in the mail, if you want to vote in person or if you need to vote in person, there's a mechanism to do that. Um, you could do it right now at the Registrar of Voters Office in Kearney Mesa. They're open every, every day during the weekday from now until October 30th. And then starting on Halloween, October 31st, for four straight days, the Registrar of Voters Office and some 235 other super polls in the county are going to be open for people to come and do in-person voting. So again, that might be an opportunity for some kind of um, poll watching from people to come and, and uh, you know, maybe in theory become intimidating or some kind of interference. We'll just have to see. I mean, I think, I think the county is... Um, is geared up for the possibility of that happening. They've got some things in place to deal with that. If it happens, they're they're expecting that it won't. They're expecting people will follow the rules and do what they're supposed to. Mm -hmm, certainly. And uh, this is somewhat of an aside, but uh, you can sign up for text alerts if you're planning on mailing your ballot. Uh, I put mine in my neighborhood uh, collection mailbox yesterday and got a text this morning saying the post office has it. And I wish it could tell Facebook and all the other social medias that I am registered and I had voted because I'm tired of seeing those alerts everywhere. <laughs> That's going to go on all the way through Election Day, Daniel. But yeah, you can sign up. And again, if you go to the registrar's office website, there's a place where you can click on the where's my ballot um, link, which will which will follow your ballot all the way through the process for you. And that's a really good, smart thing to do because one of the issues with this 
with this election, of course, is that there are, um, you know, if you don't do the balloting exactly correctly, for example, if you don't sign the return envelope, or if your signature for some reason does not compare readily with the one they have on file, your ballot could be rejected. There's a mechanism in place under state law where the county then has to reach out to you to try and give you an opportunity to correct that. So if you turn your ballot in early and you're doing it through the where's my ballot you know, app or email or phone call, then if a problem comes up, they would reach out to you right away and you could, you could uh, have uh, an opportunity to, to make sure your ballot gets counted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like a, as a kind of a political philosophy of a state, California has made it as easy to vote as possible no matter which way you like to vote. I mean, there are so many options here that, uh, you know, we're almost in a different country than some other places in the, the U.S., which have chosen to be much more stringent. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's true. There are, there are a handful of states right now that already do all, all mail balloting for everybody, you know, Washington, and there's, there's, I think Colorado's that way. There's a handful of states. California has been moving in that direction. I think we have about maybe six or seven counties now that are Everybody's a permanent mail ballot. Every election, you get a you get a ballot in the mail. And again, in those counties, they again have opportunities for you to vote in person if that's how you prefer or if that's how you need to do it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the general philosophy here is to try and make it as easy as possible for people to vote. You know, that's 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 what the democratic process is supposed to be all all about, right? Everybody's voice is supposed to have a chance to be heard. So, mm-hmm. they are. I think they are trying to put mechanisms in place. For that to happen, um, unfortunately, in our current political climate, um, you know, the two parties tend to choose sides, and one side uh, sees that as a good thing, and the other side sees that as a potentially bad thing. And you spoke to the Registrar of Voters, Michael Vu, for this story. Did he have any concerns about, you know, poll watching gone awry or any other mistakes that could happen in, the, you know, the ballot counting process? Well, I think his, I think his, certainly his public his public stance is that he's expecting there not to be problems. You know, it's his way of signaling that people who expect you to pay attention to the rules. But he's also very firm in the idea that they will not tolerate any interfering or intimidating, that that's against the law, and they'll deal with it if it happens. You know, I think his concern and most the concern of most registrars or voters in California, I think across the country, is because of the coronavirus pandemic. You have way more people who are going to be voting by mail this time. It's a, you know, there are a lot of moving parts in that process. And so there are a lot of things that, that can trip people up and that can make the system uh, you know, harder, harder for it to work right. So I think they're more concerned about those kinds of things. That's why you're seeing consistent messaging pretty much across the country from registrars, which is to, which is to vote early, get your ballot in early. Um, so if problems come up, they can be fixed. Um, don't wait until the last minute, you know, that, Unfortunately, that goes against a lot of our instincts as human beings. We tend to like to procrastinate. That's why a lot of people wait until December 24th to buy their Christmas presents. You know, it's just kind of the way we are. There are a lot of people who are traditionalists. They like to go to a polling place on election day. Makes them feel part of the community. Makes them feel part of the process, part of their democracy. So that's how they like to do it. Um, it's just that this this year is different because of the pandemic. So. People are encur- the registrar is encouraging people not to wait until the last day. Try and do it as soon as you possibly can. Do it in a safe manner. Return your ballot to a trusted source and, um, and, and, and do it that way. Another advantage to that is that if you, in California, 
As soon as the ballots are verified, they can begin tabulating them. They cannot announce the results until those first returns are announced on election night around eight o'clock. But if you vote now, your, your vote's gonna be in that initial tally that's announced right away. So right California past elections, we've seen the counting go for days, if not weeks after an election day. And there's some concern about that happening nationwide this time. So if you turn your ballot in early, it'll get processed early. Yeah, they're calling it uh, the you know some kind of mirage that it may appear that someone has a massive lead, but in actuality, when all those final votes are counted, uh, that won't be the case. But you know that happened here with the um, primary election for mayor. It appeared Scott Sherman was going to face Todd Gloria for the mayor's race, but actually it was Barbara Bree who came in with the mail-in ballots just afterwards. So. The more people that vote sooner, the bigger return, and the more probability that those flips won't occur. Yeah, and we've had several uh, local local races over the years, recent years, that have flipped that way in the extended voting um, uh, afterwards. So, mm-hmm. and finally, uh, somewhat broadly, but this election and this year has been so much and people have suffered so much in so many different ways and i think we're seeing some of that in the ways that uh american civic life is being put up to a test like for instance there was that attempt to kidnap uh the governor of michigan gretchen whitmer there were armed trump supporters in virginia intimidating voters how worried do you think we should be as a nation for you know election violence because look in our history look around the civil war and even the jim crow era this has happened yeah, I don't have a crystal ball. I couldn't possibly predict it, but certainly there's a lot of anxiety in the country. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of political division. I think people have to be um, aware of the possibilities of things might happen. I think I think the authorities, law enforcement officials across the country are gearing up for that possibility. The FBI has sent out sent out notices recently that they're you know they're prepared to deal with problems if they come up, but they're not going to put up with any kinds of attempts to to intimidate or interfere with the, you know, the very basic uh, uh, part of our democracy, which is voting. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think both people need to be vigilant for it. They should keep their eyes open for things that appear to them to be, um, you know, out of the ordinary and, and uh, report it to the appropriate authorities. Yeah, I guess all that I could say is uh, stay civic and stay civil, San Diego. Yeah. All right, John Wilkins, thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. It's Tuesday, so listen to the latest episode of Name Drop. Here, the UT's Abby Hamblin and Christy Totten interview Rita Fernandez, San Diego's Immigrant Affairs Manager. Name Drop San Diego is available wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. As we live this momentous time in history, the truth and facts matter. If you are not yet a subscriber, please go to unionship.com slash subscribe. Until next time.